I'm talking to the person in the mirror. Just talk to someone. Find your companion. Win over this battle of loneliness for your champion. Look for the positives, the birds, butterflies and flowers. The future is not yet written, but let's make sure it's ours. Hello and welcome to Open Up, your very own safe space to talk it out. Here we are with the fifth episode. Today, I'm with a very special guest. Varuni is a counsellor and communications expert working in the non-profit sector. She's working towards gender equity, inclusivity and has a keen interest in animal rights. She's a staunch advocate for prioritizing mental health in professional as well as personal spaces. Thank you so much Varuni for joining us today. It is such a pleasure and honor to have you with us. Hi, Naisa. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. First of all, I'm very proud of you for putting this together and creating a space for yourself and for the people you're inviting to come and talk about things that they feel passionate towards, things that you feel passionate towards, and just sparking conversations on important things. So this is really good, and I'm very happy to be here. Thank you so much. Offload the weight. You can't reach for anything new if your hands are still full of yesterday's junk. Louis Smith Past haunts one every single day. Everyone tries to look for distractions that can lead one away from the ghosts of the past. But the eyes glistening with the ghosts of the past can also change to love for the present. After recovery, we often feel that we are completely out of the circle of worry. But what we don't realize is that the beast inside is just sleeping. It's not dead yet. Usually that's someone inside of you tries to use tricks against you and get the better of you. After recovery, it's mostly bad memories, intangible things which reminds one of the pain. But if you can checkmate that demon, you win your battle. Before we go on to the main content of our episode for today, I would like to start by asking our guest speaker a question. Varuni, why do you think the past is hard to let go? Why is it so that people hold on to some things that internally they know are bad for them, but they still keep on doing it? They know it's bad for the body, mind and soul. What do you think? Okay, first I think I should begin by um acknowledging the fact that it's a very interesting insight that you're bringing about on how people you me everybody has a tendency to hold on to things from our past the experiences that we have had before what i don't actually completely agree with is putting a kind of value judgment to your past when you try to say that um why are we holding on to things that might be bad for us i don't think i don't believe that it's okay to call your past good or bad for yourself everybody's experiences are and feelings are valid the only person who can decide whether it is good for yourself or bad for yourself is you no one else should be able to tell you that this is something that's not right or that's bad maybe the most that people who are concerned for you can say whether it's healthy for you or not but adding value judgment brings in a layer that we don't need because we're already carrying so much from our own lives um coming back to your question now sorry for all the gyan but uh, your question on why people have a tendency to hold on to things i think that sometimes we hold on to things that that are not healthy for us usually uh, 
um, it's our mind and our body and our soul telling us that there is something inside of us that we need to pay attention to. Something that we're probably removing from the center of our mind and it needs to come to that center. Something that we need to process. And I'm sure we all know that one of the most important parts of healing and not just healing, but an important part of just living and existing is accepting yourself for who you are today, who you have been and who you are going to be someday. And to answer that, uh, the first part of your question, which is why is it difficult for people to let go? I think a lot of times it's because of unresolved emotions. When we don't fully acknowledge and accept the things that have happened to us, it becomes difficult to let go. Uh, our experience can be our experiences can be easy, difficult, painful, hard, all of those things, which make it difficult for us to center them, to process them, to resolve them, which makes it more difficult to let go. So I think um, the first part, obviously, like I said, is about accepting yourself and not putting any value judgment on the experiences that you've had. Uh, thank you so much. I totally agree with that because, um, you know, sometimes there can be, as you said, some moments which make it hard to leave. So I think this will definitely help people who are battling with their old past or battling with moments that are making them sad or giving them some pain this will definitely help them to not quote their past as bad definitely thank you so much moving on people try to take steps but it makes it harder to let go uh, mostly we need to realize that it is one step forward and three steps back if we don't leave the past the future decides to move away and that is up to us not the universe. It's not clocked. It's up to us to take our own time and say, yes, I can do it. That feeling that makes us say, just for one more day, I'll stand up against it tomorrow. I need some time. That's just now or never. Letting go can't be planned. You cannot give that someone inside of you time to confuse you and put you in a dilemma. Past is like about to wait but we can definitely unload it. We'll never know unless we try. Varane, before we move on, are there any tips from your personal experiences that help in letting go of agonizing moments from the past? Any types of distractions or activities that help in doing the same? Uh, I really liked how you introduced and spoke about um, that it's, you know, we all have our loads we all are carrying, carrying a lot of weight. And while it might not be fully possible to let go of everything and to remove all our experiences, but it's definitely something we need to try. A huge part of healing, of growing, of learning more about yourself is giving attention to those things. Um, about your question now, one thing is that I don't believe in distracting myself from my past, which doesn't mean that I don't do it. I'm just as human as anyone else. And the things about the thing about being human is that we have a tendency to avoid painful and difficult emotions. So what I do for myself is that instead of calling it distractions, which sometimes can have a negative connotation, you know, you try to distract yourself from important things. That's the perception we have of the word distraction. I call it coping. 
and i'm not the person who has coined this term neither am i taking credit that coping is my word for this it's a common term it's just something i do for myself that when i'm dealing with difficult emotions i don't tell myself that i need to distract myself from this i tell myself that i need to find a way to cope with this which makes me feel in charge of my own emotions um it makes me it puts me into a space that you know i'm not avoiding my emotions and i'm not running away from them and i know that i will come back to them when i feel ready and able so some of the things now i'll tell you the tips and all that you were asking some of the things that i would suggest other people do um that have worked for me and not necessarily will work for anyone else because we're all individuals and subjectivity is a huge part of our existence but if if it helps you or anyone else who is listening to your very interesting podcast i think i would suggest journaling uh, making art talking to friends that make you laugh laugh out loud uh cooking watching comfort movies eating comfort food for me comfort food involves lots of cheese you give me cheese and i will melt for you but i think essentially the idea is to do things that give me moments of joy you know uh and a sense of control like i was saying before like when i'm cooking i know the ingredients that i'm putting together are going to turn out a certain way that makes me feel in control which i'm otherwise not feeling because my emotions are not in control then when i'm making art i keep in mind that i'm doing this only for myself i don't need to share it with anyone i don't need to show anyone how good or bad i am that makes me feel free which otherwise i'm not feeling because i'm feeling bound by my own emotions when i'm eating comfort food i am allowing myself to enjoy things that i like without feeling like there's something wrong with me and we all need to understand that my coping mechanism like i was saying might not work for you and yours might not work for me it's all about accepting ourselves and not judging ourselves for liking the things that we do that's the most important part and then all your whether you want to call it distractions you want to call it activities you want to call it coping when we stop judging ourselves we find the best ways to cope uh thank you so much that was uh, brilliant and you know i really liked the term that you you know used coping because distractions uh usually as you said are kind of like take it in sometimes people take it into a negative form by taking it like distracting myself from work lots of people i'm sure went through this during you know work from home because they started distracting themselves and i think i loved all the terms because most of them worked for me eating you know comfort food watching comfort movies then uh, i'm a chocolate person so if you give me chocolate i'm very happy so and then you know movies obviously they make you feel good about yourself and you know as you said judging and accepting yourself that is one of the most important things that we've actually covered in one of our previous podcasts so that kind of i'm that builds in and thank you so much for this i'm so impressed and so happy that i have you today and you know you can find heaven in small moments and places at the end of the day places which make you feel good about yourself the safety kit comes in most handy when we need someone to tell us it's okay time will heal maybe it won't but take your time it can include a card which says an affirmation a chocolate 
or even a notebook which can be a place to get that thought out which tells you you're alone you're never alone strangers that you see are just the family you don't know yet everyone is intertwined everyone is connected on this planet earth before we conclude one final question varuni why is it so that sometimes people deny that they are hurt what are some ways that people can you know stop pleasing others and do stuff for themselves be selfful and you know think about themselves what do you think that's a very interesting question and in it connects with what i was talking about just now which is uh, coping um so i'll start there, there are two very important parts that you have brought up in your question so i'll start with the first thing which is about denial um which i think a lot of times denial is a kind of coping mechanism when we find ourselves in a place of difficult emotions and feelings we tend to deny our reality because it's hard it's difficult and many times denial also takes a form of defense while which is it could be a coping mechanism it could also be a defense mechanism it's our way of protecting ourselves from experiences and feelings that we find hard unpleasant uncomfortable as people as human beings we don't want to feel unpleasant things we want to feel happy all the time that's really or constantly we're trying to attain joy 24/7 but what we have to remember is that a part of being human and what makes us all unique and beautiful is that we all have a range of emotions and some of those can be painful and we are allowed to have our own ways of dealing with pain and hurt there is nothing wrong with denial in my understanding denial is okay what can however sometimes be unhealthy is if you continue continue to knowingly deny your truth to a point where it starts to affect your mental and physical health or your productivity or your relationships so denial in some measure in a certain limit can be healthy too it can be a way of dealing with things as long as you're aware what is important is that you're aware of your emotions now i'll come to the second part of your question which was about pleasing other people and again just like denial i don't think there is anything wrong with wanting to please other people i like to please other people i want to be seen as kind and considerate and helpful but the difference between pleasing people and the pleasing people at the cost of my own physical and mental well-being is this very important thing which is boundaries what we need to learn and this is something i've also learned in my own life through my own experiences through my own emotions is the importance of drawing boundaries in every relationship in my life whether it's with my parents it's with my friends my partner my work colleagues a stranger or even with myself you know we sometimes don't remember that we need to draw boundaries with ourselves too whether it's about feeling bad or hurt i have to draw a boundary that okay you know what this much pain i don't want to deal with i don't want to deny myself my reality and continue to avoid this pain this is where i draw my boundary now i'm going to take the steps to change those things self preservation 
is very, very important. I cannot stress that enough. Valuing your own feelings and experiences. Allowing yourself the space to be without judging yourself. Saying no. Loving yourself and accepting yourself for who you are. This is all a part of growing and it's helpful in healing too. And all the things I've spoken about today are not limited to people who are seeking mental health help, for example. They are valid for all of us. And one more thing that I would like to, I think it's important when we talk about boundaries, it's another thing that I would like to mention here. An unfortunate part of growing up and living in a patriarchal society like ours is that girls and women are not taught how to say no. They're just not. From very early on in our homes and around us, we see and experience that saying no is considered to be bad manners or bad behavior. And so we get conditioned into believing that we will be loved and accepted only if we say yes. And that sometimes can be really harmful. So a lot of us women have to learn about our boundaries and saying no at an older age. And although there is nothing wrong with that, but because I'm speaking to you and you're a really young person who's still developing and growing, I think it's important that you also know that it's okay to say no. It is okay to draw your boundaries. And I wish that parents these days understand that they need to let their kids draw their own boundaries. That consent and choice is important, even in families. It's not just with strangers. It's not just with people outside of your family. Uh, thank you so much. I love the point you made. It's, uh, you know, that it's not just about, you know, just being a modern family. It's not urbanization. It's about understanding that it is something is known as privacy. So if you have that privacy and if you have that ability to say, no, I'm not okay with this. No, you know, I'm not ready to leave the past yet. No, I'm not ready with it yet. So no one should, you know, tell that person that, and I would say not just women, men also, there are so many men, young men who, who are turning into men maybe, who suffer from stuff like anorexia, who suffer from stuff like bodybuilding, and then they're told that you need to let go, you're a man. And that is the point where girls feel that we're a girl, we don't need to, we can take our time. So that's how I think even though you can take your time, but not because you're a girl or you're a different gender. It's because you are human and you have the right to, just like you said, say no and draw the line. So thank you so much for that. I'm sure this will give an insight to all those who are listening. And, you know, I believe that why do we forget that if we don't share our thoughts with people, we will never move forward because the people who we trust are known as good ones. So if we can trust them, that's the moment where we realize what was I doing without, you know, talking. And at the end of the day, life is not made of past. It works on the present and sometimes the future. If this helped you to get rid of those muddled up thoughts, those moments of past which make you sad or make you cry, then you know it's time to offload the weight. Thank you so much once again, Warani, for joining us today. It has obviously been a pleasure to have you. And I'm sure that our listeners will get a brilliant enlightenment from what we talked about today. Thank you so much. Thanks, Nisa. <laughs>